new on Curiosity Stream. I'm James Burke. I'm going to take you on a journey through time. James Burke's visionary series returns, reimagined for our time. Now, this is all uncharted territory. The Washington Post hails Burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the Western world. The New York Times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another. Where do we want to go from here? Experience all new connections. So what's the next connection? With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. New on CuriosityStream. How do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series, Connections, returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever and wherever you're watching. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I'm your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy. Uh, I get to join Josh today uh, for the Strategy Show. Uh, he is here, our single-entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris. Uh, Josh, how did you rest last night after having to do that show by yourself? Uh, I haven't slept a little, a little tired, a little white now. Like, honestly, it was... You power went out late, and so like you do it solo. I was like, yeah, then why why can't I do it solo? This can't be too hard. I have a newfound appreciation for a host. It is a difficult job. It is not as easy as it looks. Um, it's so much easier with you hosting. I just kind of sit back and make a fool of myself instead of having to add like you're like how hard it could be to read two sentences on the air off a piece of paper. It is. As you saw, it was quite a scene. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, once once you do the ad reads like a hundred times, uh, you really do get used to them. Uh, but yeah, you did a great job yesterday on the show. Um, saw a lot of praise for you too uh, from, from a lot of people that watched the show. So good job by you. Yeah, let's hope uh, we don't have anybody crashing into power poles um, during the show. Um, like it happened 30 minutes before the show yesterday to me. That was a great time. Um, but enough uh, about uh, that show. Let's talk about last night because we had some subscribers uh, do very well uh, last night. Uh, Sirius uh, messaged me and he messaged the Discord channel as well. He took down first and second uh, in the uh, FanDuel crossbar last night. Great job by him. And he also took down first and third in the $12 two max. Uh, went nearly 10x last night. So a great, great night by him. And uh, Chris Nagus and the Daz, uh, Zig30, uh, finished second and third in the 121 uh, single entry over on DraftKings last night. So pretty good nights uh, to be had by uh, some of our subscribers. Uh, I certainly did not do well last night. I had uh, Toronto. Toronto did nothing. It kind of makes me mad, too, because I was on Vancouver, too, and Bo Horvat and Brock Besser both had really good games. Um, so, you know, if I put them with Chicago, um, like I had in my power plays article, I probably end up having a pretty good night because uh, I'm pretty sure um, Chicago won and Vancouver two took down quite a bit last night. I didn't cash in a single entry. How'd you do, Josh? Yeah, I used Colorado one with Chicago one. Got a little creative. I left off Strom, put in Zegras. 
even though I said, you know, using him was a fish move. So I guess I'm the fish. I bubbled out um, or I never really bubbled in, but like I, I bubbled, um, I don't know, Colorado, Pittsburgh won, Toronto won. They all kind of fell flat last night. It was kind of uh, one of those four game slates where there's a lot of big guns, but they weren't being fired. So. Yeah. And if you went uh, against the big guns, uh, you probably had a pretty good night last night. So congrats to all the winners, but we do have a 10 game slate ahead of us today. Before we get to it, uh, if you guys could in the chat, please uh, throw us a thumbs up, click that like button. Uh, the likes help us look good for our bosses. The subscriptions help even more. So if you haven't subscribed yet, uh, what are you waiting for? This is a wonderful channel to get lots of information, whether it's NHL, uh, NBA, MMA, NASCAR, golf, uh, MLB is right around the corner. So lots going on here. Make sure you click the subscribe button and click the notification button as well. Uh, so you get alerts whenever those shows do go live. Uh, we also have free premium tools and data up on the site to help non-subscribers. So even if you're not a subscriber here at awesome.com, we have some stuff up on the site to help whether you're playing NBA or NHL tonight. We have our NBA main slate ownership projections, and we also have our NHL top stacks. Uh, our top stacks tool here uh, goes team by team, line by line, gives us uh, their opportunity to be uh, an optimal stack tonight, their ownership, the leverage, and their cost uh, across all sites and all that. So it's a very useful tool. So if you hear us talk about top stack percentage, top two percentage leverage, anything like that, it comes from our NHL top stacks, and everybody can go check it out now at Osmo.com. Uh, sticking with NHL, uh, Jeff Votz has his Power Plays article up on the site at Osmo.com, free for everyone to read. Uh, Jeff Votz is the fourth man here at Osmo, besides uh, myself, Josh, and our boss, Jake Harry. Um, Votz fills in and, and does a really good job on the Power Plays article, so make sure you check out that article if you're playing some NHL tonight. And if you want to win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum, we're giving it away uh, through our Osmo podcast channel, so click the link below this video, uh, head on over to our Osmo podcast channel, leave a five-star review with your Twitter handle or your Osmo username, and you'll be entered to win a free month of Osmo plus platinum. All right, Josh, let's get to these games. Uh, there's a lot of doozies here tonight, but the first one looks like a fairly even matchup, at least on the face. Um, Boston 2.8, uh, implied goal total. They're at home to Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, is visiting also with a 2.8 implied goal total. Um, Patrice Bergeron has been practicing, was at morning skate, but is not playing tonight. Um, he's been fighting some sort of arm infection or elbow infection or something like that, or the possibility of an infection. They're just being really careful, which, I mean, it makes sense. Boston is pretty much locked into the playoffs. It's just a matter of seeding. So they don't definitely don't want to uh, risk anything with uh, – in regards to his health with playoffs, you know, about five weeks away now. So Patrice Bergeron out, Jack Studnicka is in. He'll probably be on the top line with Jake DeBrusque and Brad Marchand. Now, Tampa Bay uh, has switched up their lines a little bit. They broke up Stamkos and Kucherov. They had those uh, two guys together for a while. They went back to Palat Point Kucherov, which has been uh, a line uh, that this team has used a lot this season. A second line of Alex Kalor and Steven Stamkos and Brandon Hagel, uh, newly acquired Brandon Hagel, we should say. And then a third line of Nick Paul, Anthony Sorelli, Ross Colton. Um, I don't know what you think of this matchup, but, you know, Boston adds Hampus Lindholm, who is an excellent defensive defender, very good on the penalty kill, but they're losing Patrice Bergeron. 
Boston's still a pretty good defensive team, even without Bergeron, but it is a big hole at the top of the lineup. What do you think here, Josh? Yeah, I don't think it's going to go like how big of an addition. I mean, listen, Boston has issues with their centers scoring. They're already a good defensive team. But as you as I talked about yesterday from your little uh, little stats you dropped into the Discord, got the Ducks with Hampus on and off the ice. Like, he's only going to help their pa- or penalty kill. He's going to help them defensively. Like, Hampus Lindholm replacing Mike Riley on the top pair. Riley goes from top pair to scratched. So, like, he's going to help them defensively. It's, it's, they're going to be a tough defensive team in the playoffs. The thing is with, like, Studnicka there, that's a pretty big drop-off from Bergeron defensively going into the point kucherov Palat matchup. And there's, you know, not much ownership on Tampa right now. And because of the way Tampa's been doing their lines, Palat and point are at a massive discount compared to what they normally are. So I, I think, you know, going to Tampa 1 here is pretty spicy. You get Point and Kucherov on the top power play. Not that it's a huge deal. Like, this is a pretty rough uh, special teams matchup. It helps that Bergeron's out, but Hampus is going to really improve their penalty kill. They're already good on the penalty kill. Swayman's a good goalie. Like, he's, like, I see people on our Discord anointing him the king of the NHL. He's a rookie. Let's pump the brakes. Um, but he is a good goalie. But I, I think, you know, if you're going to keep the ownership pretty low in Tampa here, I think Tampa 1's in play for me. Tampa 2 is all right. Like, I don't know. I'm just not a huge fan of Stamkos at center without Kucherov on his wing. You know, Korn and Hagel are nice. I just, you know, it's not a great special teams matchup, so I'll probably pass. And you look at that third line, Colton, Sorelli, Paul. They put that line together for when they're at home. They're going to hard match the top comp. Like, that is for sure why they did that. And that's going to be a pretty good defensive line. So Tampa won for me. Like on the Boston side, I, I don't know. Like, I guess you could power play stack. But, you know, you're going across three even strength lines here. So maybe I do like a Marshan Hall Pasternak, like a Hall Pasternak, you know, Charlie McAvoy. Like the Lightning are is a good team They're, they've had issues on the penalty kill recently so i think if you're going to do anything here you're going to power play stack the bruins like if you want to stack boston one i'll just warn you that stud nicka despite being there is going to play like 12 13 minutes he's just a, he's just a filling like marshan plays with other people so it's kind of like how patty kane plays with everyone on the blackhawks like stud nicka is just there because he had a practice with two other players so for me it's a boston power play stack in tampa one yeah, I think I'll, I'll just start with Boston. Like, I, I think they're a very good defensive team, and that's going to be a big boost for them once the playoffs roll around. But being a very good defensive team doesn't matter for T- – I mean, it does matter for DFS, but not for scoring. You know what I mean? Um, and I was looking at the power play numbers once Bergeron was ruled out. Like, we talk about how Marchand hasn't been the same without Bergeron on his line, um, and he hasn't. Uh, yeah, I think he scored the other night, but, like, they're they're – the lines numbers aren't very good. And it's the same thing on the power play. Um, Their expected goals go down by about 33% and their goals scored go down by nearly, or is nearly halved um, when Brad Marchand is on the power play without Patrice Bergeron. Like these, these guys have played together for years and years. Like there's a certain amount of chemistry you can't replicate by just throwing Jack Studnicker or whatever, Charlie Coyle on the power play. Like he just can't do it. So 
like I'm not going to argue against using Boston, um, particularly Boston too, because I think David Pasternak is probably going to play a, a fair amount of minutes here tonight. So like, if you want to do like a, a Marshan Pasternak Hall power play stack or, or something like that, I think that's fine. But um, I'm probably off Boston forwards here tonight. It's the Tampa Bay side that I uh, I have more interest in. That Platte Point Kucherov line has typically been very good this year. Their numbers had slid of late. That's kind of why they were broken up. Um, but they were still generating a lot of scoring chances. It's just that they were putting up poor defensive numbers. And I think that's why Tampa broke them up. But they're back together. They were generating 35 scoring chances per 60 minutes at 5-on-5, five five, which is just huge. So... I think Tampa one would be the line I use here, but as we said, Boston's penalty kill is probably going to be a fair bit better here um, with Hampus Lindholm. So I don't know. I don't know if this is a, a game where I'm stacking. I know that the prices are good and that's one that's a big uh, check mark in favor of Tampa one here. Right. Um, is that you can stack that top line. Uh, for what, like 16K or something like that, which is, you know, we've seen them at like 20,000 on DraftKings. So it is a nice savings, but, you know, Swayman, I, Swayman's in net. I think he's a better goalie than Allmark. Lindholm's there. I don't know. Tam I'm not going to X out Tampa one from my pool, but I'm not going to target them. Let's just put it that way. Uh, on the blue line, uh, on the Tampa side, Sergachev's price has come down about $1,000 on DraftKings. Eric Chernak is min price. Those are kind of the two guys that I'm looking at on that side. On the Boston side, I mean, Hampus Lindholm, 4,100 seems fine. I don't know. Like, he needs more than a block bonus to really pay off on DraftKings. So I don't know if I'd go above, like, a Carlo or a Forboard or something like that tonight. What do you think? Yeah, Hampus Lindholm with 4,100 on the Ducks with power play time would be fine. 4,100 on the Bruins without power play time in his debut. I don't know. I need to see how they deploy him uh, before I spend 4100 on Hampus Lindholm. Brandon Carlo will probably be the guy, and I agree with you on Sergachev or if you need to spend down Chernak. Yeah, Carlo probably would be the guy uh, on the Boston side for me. All right, let's get to this next game. The Florida Panthers going into Montreal to face the Canadians. Uh, Florida has a 4.0 implied goal total. The Habs are at 2.5. Jonathan Drouin uh, will not be in the lineup tonight. Uh, he's uh, been yanked for, I think it was COVID issues. Um, on the Florida side, obviously, uh, Claude Giroux in the lineup on the top line with Alexander Barkov and Carter Verhage for the Panthers. You and I have talked about how the Montreal penalty kill um, just hasn't really improved under Martin St. Louis, and they're actually last by expected goals against over their last 15 games while shorthanded. So, uh, they are ha definitely having penalty kill issues. Florida's power play has typically been great. The issue here is uh, with Aaron Ekblad injured, they've shown two different power play looks in practice over the last few days. The first one was a five-man, uh, five-forward uh, top power play unit, Barkov, Giroux, Huberto, uh, Duclair, and Sam Reinhardt. The other look that they gave us was Mackenzie Wiegar as the peep, as the power play one defenseman um, with Anthony Duclair being taken off. Now that changes things a little bit because if Duclair's there, it's a little bit more power play one correlation on that second line. If Wegar is there, it gives him like a lot of fan of additional fantasy value that he wouldn't have. Otherwise we just won't know what will happen until the games, until they get their first power play. That's just the way it is. So 
Um, how are you looking at this game, Josh? Yeah, I mean, it would be nice to know if Duclair is on the top power play unit because I do like Florida too here. Just because like the Caulfield Suzuki Anderson line since Marty St. Louis has been the coach has been pretty decent defensively, like league average, which is good for the Habs. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. And we also have to see this as Claude Giroux's debut playing on Barkov and Ver- like Barkov and Verhage had really good numbers with Maxine Mammon. I can't imagine they're going to have bad numbers with Claude Giroux. Claude Giroux is much better suited on the wing at this stage in his career. So, yeah, I do like far to one here. Like, far to one, very usable here. I wish um, Anton Lindell was healthy because that third line is going to get an excellent matchup. Like, Ren Pitlick, Hoffman, uh, Lawrence Dolphin. Uh, they're, they've been together. They're giving up four expected goals against for 60 and, like, almost 20 high danger chances. So, like, yeah, I think Sam Reinhardt is a very nice one-off tonight. If you're not looking to power play stack or something, you just want to do, like, Marchment, Reinhardt, something like that. You can do that. Florida two is also fine. Less fine if it is Uyghur on the power play. I think if Uyghur is on the power play, I'll go to Florida one or Florida power play stack. I think you can leave off for Hagee and add in, you know, Reinhardt or just, you know, Florida one and add in Uyghur. I think Uyghur is a fine play anyway. Yeah, I agree. So I think you just correlate him anyway, and eventually he's probably going to see power play time. Like, it's going to happen whether it's on the first unit or not. Like, if they go five forwards and they have a bad power play, you're going to see Weger there almost immediately. So, I mean, on Florida one, Florida power play, I think, you know, Florida three is in a pretty good spot. Like, I guess you could go E2-D2 lose to Reinen with with Sam Reinhardt for some savings if you're looking to, you know, get in an expensive, you know, power play stack. On the Canadian side, it's probably just going to be that top line. They're fully correlated. Florida's a pretty high event team. I like the thing is like Barkov or Hagee have excellent defensive numbers. I don't know how Claude Giroux is going to disrupt that. I don't think it will disrupt it that much. So from a five on five standpoint, like this isn't the best matchup, but it's the only Habs line that seems like they can score consistently. Um, if you want to drop down to that third line, like Dvorak Armia, I think is fine. Uh, as a, you know, cheap two-man if you're looking to power play stack and MME or something like that. Like, I just don't have too much interest in that Pitlick-Hoffman line because Hoffman's on the top power play unit. Like, if he was on the top power play unit 2,900, I'd be interested. But so Montreal won for me, probably an MME only. Same with some mini, some mini. Well, we'll have to wait and see who takes that third line spot from Duran and then far to one, far to power play. Yeah, I would say, I mean, I think Hoffman has a chance of getting back to the power play because he's out. Yeah, Yeah, but um, (laughs) that's one thing that hasn't been fixed under Barry St. Louis. They have a really bad power play, like near the bottom of the league. So, like, it's not even a situation where, like, I think it matters that much. Um, It it would be a small boost to Hoffman, and he already projects, like, pretty well for his price. Uh, So, yeah, no problems there. I was kind of surprised to see Montreal's ownership uh, people have been riding this line pretty hard, uh, basically for like a month now. And I'm looking at their ownership in our top stacks and they're coming in at 2% and they're only 13-3 over on DraftKings, like not expensive at all. They're, they're filler status and they're going to play 20 minutes here tonight. So like, I think they're perfect. I think Montreal one's perfectly fine as a filler here tonight. Like Spencer Knight starting again. Um, I don't know what's going on with Bobrovsky, but Spencer Knight starting again and 
he just hasn't looked good all season. Like he's had, he's had good games. Don't get me wrong, but he hasn't been consistently good all year. So I think Montreal one is perfectly fine as a filler. That's probably where I would stop. Like I'm not running out to play uh, Lawrence Dolphin or, or um, Christian Dvorak or anything. So it's probably just Montreal one on that side on the Florida side. It's power play stacking, I think is the way I would go here. Um, and I know we said uh, we don't really know how the power play is going to line up. But you're going to get Giroux, you're going to get Reinhardt, you're going to get Huberto, and you're going to get uh, uh, Barkov, yeah, uh, on the power play. You're going to have those four forwards. It's just whether it's Duclair or Weegar. You can take those four forwards and stack them however you want. Barkov, like Barkov, I don't, like, because Giroux's price was so cheap in Philly, you can stack Alexander Barkov, Jonathan Huberto, and Claude Giroux tonight in a four total for under 20K on DraftKings. Um, that's probably what I'm going to be doing on the Florida side is power play stacking here. So if you want to stack an even strength line, I'm not going to say no. Um, they're both, they're in really good spots. They're both good lines, but it's Florida power play for me. So Montreal one Florida power play, um, should also mention Montreal has been taking a lot of penalties. Um, not only is their penalty kill, not very good, but they're amongst the five most penalized teams over the last uh, five weeks. So. Um, could be a long night in net for Jake Allen on the blue line. Old Benny Sherratt, uh, he was traded to Florida. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the Neural Quantum Processor. Because this is an audio ad, unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. I think he's going to be playing on the top pair as long as uh, Aaron Ekblad's injured, and that's you know that's going to mean 22 or 23 minutes a night. Um, I think I would rather just pay up the extra dough uh, for Mackenzie Wegar though. So uh, Wegar, if you want to drop all the way down to Gustav Forsling, I think that's fine on the Florida side. On the Montreal side, like like Romanoff might <laughs> – Alex Romanoff is one of my punts du jour today because I think he sees a lot of block shots opportunities. So I don't mind Romanoff either. What do you think? Yeah, Sherratt's fine. There's a lot of houses on Narrative Street tonight. There's, there's some big ones later, but, you know. This is a uh, nice little townhome on Narrative Street with Sherratt. I think he's fine, but I think Wegar is the best play from this game, and I agree with you. Romanoff, or even Savard, if you can't, if you need that extra 200 for some block shots. Yep. Uh, yeah, David Savard's going to be throwing himself in front of a bunch of pucks. That's all tonight. he does. Like, he just lays in traffic. He's Mark yeah. Stahl right now. Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> um, all right, let's get to our next game. Dallas has a 2.5 implied gold total. 
They're going into Carolina. The Hurricanes have a 3.4 implied goal total. Small change to the Dallas lineup. Vladislav Nemesnikov sliding in Jacob Peterson's Ooh. line. Uh, on, and Jacob Peterson's spot, sorry, on the second line with Tyler Sagan. And Dennis Gurianov uh, looks like the Carolina Hurricanes are just running it back. Same top nine. But Max Domi is going to slide in on that fourth line with Jesperi Kotkaniemi and Derek Stepan. A good fourth uh, line. <laughs> it's not a bad fourth line. Um, Dallas has had their problems since Miro Haskinen had uh, got injured. Well, not injured. He has mono, but you know what I mean? Um, but those problems have largely come on the defensive end. Offensively, they've still been fine for the most part. Um, but this is a pretty tough matchup going into Carolina. What do you think, Josh? Yeah. And that Stahl, Foss, Niederreiter line has been really, really good for the past few weeks. They're going to be seeing a lot of Dallas one. So, I think Dallas one is a nice contrarian option if you're making 20 to 150. I don't think I can prioritize them in one to three tonight. There is a lot better spots. I'm not sure what Nemestikov is going to do on that second line. He's just, he's like an average at everything type player. So like maybe a little bit better than Jacob here. Like, I don't know. I, I do really like Dennis Gurionov, but this is just not the time or the place for Dallas tonight. I don't think like, I just don't think I could prioritize anything on Dallas. It's going to be the uh, Carolina side that I'm more interested in. And there's pretty good ownership on Carolina tonight. I was a bit surprised because Carolina, well, maybe, maybe it's because they burned, you know, like Aho, Teravine, and Sveshnikov, they burned a lot of people and they were super expensive. Now the prices have come down. They're getting no ownership. That top line is fine. You get Teravine and Aho on the top power play with Jarvis there at min price. We talk about it like Jarvis being there is not going to kill you. He can get an assist and a couple shots on goal, and he's going to, like, I would not be shocked. You want to go to that second line? I think that second line is really good as well. Sveshnikov, Trocek, Natchez. Natchez is super cheap as well. You can power play stack if you want. Um, it's up to you. I like, I think I prefer the second line just a little bit more, but you want to go to that top line? I won't tell you now. Uh, that third line, I don't know, going into Dallas one, that's probably going to be a pass for me. So top six of the Canes. Maybe some Dallas one in MME, but really not much from Dallas side. Yeah, uh, the, the problem with Dallas for me is like their power play has kind of fallen off over the last month and Carolina's penalty kill is just outstanding. And Dallas is a team that really needs the power play to come alive. And like like you said, they're going to go into that Jordan Stahl matchup. Uh, Jordan Stahl's line allowing 19 scoring chances against per 60 minutes. Like they're just not allowing anything. So um I'm I'm probably out on Dallas one, even though I'm 20 maxing here tonight. But yeah, they do have really good leverage by our top stacks tool. Um, one of the top leverage teams, positive leverage teams on the slate. So if people want to play them for ownership purposes, absolutely no. Like we've seen Carolina get blown up a few times this year, but once famously against Columbus of all teams. So it can happen. Um, I just I agree with you. Like I would I just rather play like a Florida power play stack for roughly the same price. Oh, yeah like we just talked about. So um, that's where I am on Dallas on the Carolina side. I really do like that top line here tonight. Um, I'm mad. I missed the Seth Jarvis two goal game uh, when he returned, uh, but I think it's on he's the fourth good, line though. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think he's a good addition to that top line. Like he's, is a goal scorer, a little bit different from Svechnikov. Like Svechnikov is a goal scorer too, but he really likes to, you know, grit it up and grind it up and hit and get penalties and all that. Like said, Jarvis just really isn't that type of player. Uh, and Carolina's this iteration of the top line in about a hundred minutes together, 
37 scoring chances generated per 60 minutes. That's a lot. Um, they've been really, really good. They're going to get the second and third lines from Dallas. They have no ownership. So, yeah, I do like Carolina one. Uh, if you want to drop down to Carolina two, I don't have an issue with that. Um, they've been generating it a lot. Uh, they've just been a little bit worse defensively. Um, so, you know, maybe they can't get the run of the plate. I'd just rather kind of, you know, for the roughly um, – for roughly the same ownership, I would probably just uh, go to Carolina one. So Carolina one is the only line I really like out of this game on the blue line. Uh, is it Yanni Hockenpah revenge night? I don't know, but he is min price uh, projects reasonably well against a team that should take a lot of shots. Like he is a threat for the block bonus. Um, don't mind Essa Lindell either. Brett Pesci once he gets into that, once he's in that 3K range, I don't mind playing him. So 3,800 Brett Pesci for Carolina is fine uh, as well. What do you think? Yeah. On narrative street, Hockenpah is a nice two bedroom apartment. Like I think he's fine in price as long as he's in the top two, he'll see 20 minutes. Um, yeah. Like Pesci at 3,800. If you're in that range for your final spot is fine. Tony D'Angelo is a nice price. So I think he's fine as well. Uh, just got uh, just got some news about this Dallas game. Actually, they're saying Scott Wedgwood is going to start uh, and not Jake Ottinger. That makes things a little bit spicier there. Like, I don't think Wedgwood is a terrible goalie or anything, but I think Ottinger has been one of the better goalies uh, in the league this year, certainly uh, of late anyway. So I don't know. Maybe that makes me like Carolina a little bit more here tonight. Opening day right around the corner and now is the time to lock in your osmo plus mlb annual pass i'm so excited that baseball is back save 25 percent when you use the promo code trout at checkout to get player projections ownership projections our top stacks our top pitchers tool and a whole lot more for the entire mlb season right through the playoffs that's trout all capital letters uh it will get you uh, 15% off until April 1st if you use that code. So use it before then to get as many savings as possible. Or it will drop to 15%, sorry. It starts at 25%. That's my mistake. Uh, just click the link in the video description below uh, to activate this offer. I am, like I said, I am just stoked uh, for baseball to be back. Might be because the Blue Jays actually look like they could be pretty good this year. Uh, I, I've said that, said that last year too, and then look what happened. But, no, they're, they're a good team. That is neither here nor there. Uh, Detroit, 2.2 applied gold total. They're going into New York to face the Islanders. The Islanders have a 3.4 implied gold total. Um, oh, boy. So, Jack, Jakob Vrana, uh, we, we have him listed uh, on the top line right now. Um Detroit is going to be looks like they're going to be missing some bodies here. And that's a little bit of a problem for them because they're already thin to begin with. Uh, if Tyler Bertuzzi isn't on that top line, it makes me kind of worried that uh, Verona or because Philip Zadina is out tonight. Uh, so it makes me a little bit worried what that top line could look like. Um, you know, are they going to throw Sam Gagne up there? Are they going to, reunite them with Tyler Bertuzzi? Are they just going to move up Jakob Vrana? I don't know. It's not a very good matchup anyway, so I don't know how much interest I have in the wings. I do have a fair bit of interest in the Islanders, though, and they're not coming in with much ownership for a team that has a 3.4 implied goal total. I think it might be because you can realistically play three lines here, I think. Uh, what do you think, Josh? Yeah, it really depends what you want to do. 
what else is new? The wings got flexed to seven thirty. It's it's like, can you can we can we get another team in the seven thirty slot? We don't have to watch paint dry between the Islanders and the, the wings during the seven p.m. intermissions. But like, it depends what you want to do, because pricing's not an issue tonight. There's not a stack over twenty thousand on DraftKings tonight. So if you're looking to spend up, it's going to be Lee Nelson Bavillier. They've been an excellent line. They've been creating a ton. If you're looking for you know, a filler type deal, you can play Barzell, Wallstrom, Parisi. They're under 10K on DraftKings tonight. If you're looking to like power play stack the, the Panthers and not really worry about it, you could go Parisi, uh, Barzell, Barzell, Wallstrom, something like that. You probably can fit them in because pricing is pretty soft tonight. So I think I'm going to, I would go to the top line for less ownership here. I just think they're a better line right now. Um, it really just depends what you want to do. That third line is fine. Like if you want to go JG Pajot, Paul Mary, not a huge Bailey guy. I know you are his number one fan, but I probably go aisles one, a uh, little bit of aisles two for some filler stuff on the wings. Like we just don't know. It could be Vrana up there. It could be Taro heroes. Like we just don't know. Chase Pearson. Why not? Like just throw him into the fire. Not a great matchup for them anyway. Like, yeah, they're fully correlated, but the Islanders just don't take penalties. They have a good penalty kill. So out on the wings. Yeah, I'm not super excited to play any Detroit. Like, I don't know. If we get some sort of confirmation that it's Larkin, Raymond, Bertuzzi, that would be something that I would might consider. Like, I, I would even maybe consider Brana there instead of Bertuzzi. But the problem is, is they don't have a lot of, like, playmakers on this on that roster. That's kind of an issue is that everybody's, like – either good defensively or just like a shooter. Um, like it's basically Dylan Larkin and Tyler Bertuzzi and that's it. So um, if they play on separate lines, I could see them really struggling. Like the Islanders have been a lot better in the second half here. So yeah, I'm not in on Detroit here. Uh, the Islanders top line has been really, really good. They've been generating a lot of offense of late 39 scoring chances in their last 100 plus minutes together. Uh, 39 scoring chances per 60 minutes. They're generating a lot uh, at five on five. And as you alluded to that uh, Bailey Pajot Palmieri line hasn't been very good, but they're going to be taking that, the shutdown line, the shutdown duties, sorry, uh, against Larkin. So you're going to get that Islanders top line against the second and third lines from Detroit here. Um, There's just not a lot of depth. Once you factor in, you know, guys, they've traded away all the injuries they have and all that. And they're just not a playoff team to begin with. Like, um, I think this is a pretty good spot for the Islanders top line here tonight. So I really do like uh, the Islanders top line. Uh, you know, Detroit has a, you know, they don't take a lot of penalties, but they have a pretty bad penalty kill. Uh, and, you know, you get two of the three guys on that Islanders top line uh, on that top PP unit. So I do like Islanders one. Parise Barzal Wallstrom is an interesting line. Um, not a big sample from them, but kind of like the top line, they've been generating a lot of offense. Um, they as well will be getting depth matchups from the wings here, uh, and they're not expensive at all. Uh, Wall- Wallstrom and Parise have been price. You can stack the line for under 10K. Like if you are going something super expensive tonight, like an Edmonton power play stack or a you know a full Florida power play stack, whatever. Um, I think that's a fine filler, but it's, it, I, it is the Islanders top line that I like more. So Islanders too, like the Barzal line, maybe, uh, if you need a super cheap filler, but I do like, uh, the Islanders top line, 
here tonight, death matchups, been generating a lot of offense, not much ownership. We have them coming in at three or 4%, um, perfectly acceptable to me. Uh, on the blue line, Jordan Osterley, my buddy, he's a guy that it's, it's one of those players. I'm just like, when's he going to break out? When's he going to break, like not be like a 50 point defenseman, but when's he going to be a top four regular defenseman, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. He's been playing 20 minutes of regularly uh, for Detroit. Um, I don't really have a problem playing him if you need a, a min price punt here tonight. Uh, otherwise, is it go? Are we going back to Noah Dobson here? Like um, with Scott Mayfield out, maybe they give some more ice time to the top of that Islanders defense court because they really don't give their top defenseman a ton of minutes. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I played Jordan Osterley a lot when he was on the Yotes. When the Yotes like had a competent roster, I like using Osterley for cheap. I think he's fine on the top pair. He'll you know get in the 20s in minutes and fall into some pucks. I think Dobson's fine. Like like I said, Yossi in the 9Ks, right? <laughs> Which is insane. Dobson, if you take away the name and the team and you look at his game logs, you would think he would he's priced appropriately. So Dobson's fine. I think with Mayfield out, if you need a punt, I think Sebastian Fiveho, Sebastian Aho, the Islanders Aho, is fine for min price punt. Pulak, I wish was a little bit cheaper. He's fine, like in the mid range, like a Truba S player. So I think he's fine as well. Yep. Uh, no problem there. Um, let's get to our next game. This one, oh my God. This one is uh, every night on a big slate, there's one game that we call a festival. And I think this is, uh, found the, it. This is the festival uh, of the night here tonight. There is so much to talk about. In this game, okay, Tory Krug is out for St. Louis. That probably means uh, Nick Letty running uh, the top power play unit. Robert uh, Thomas and Vladimir Tarasenko are both back for St. Louis, but neither of them are going to the top six. They're going to the third line with Ivan Barbashev. Um, <laughs> Philly also had uh, a top line uh, at morning skate today. Of James Van Riemsdyk, Joel Farabee, and Cam Atkinson. Now, if you're wondering why I'm laughing at that, it's because it's three wingers. None of them are a center. Um, Lindblom was skating with uh, Kevin Hayes and Travis Konechny, and then they said Lindblom's not playing tonight. So we don't know what that line's going to look like. So their one center, who's not having a good year in Kevin Hayes, has a question mark beside him for a winger, uh, and their second line has three wingers on it. Uh, and then, you know, St. Louis is just bringing back two of their top scorers and throwing them on the third line. And then, you know, we get Nick Letty top, <laughs> top power play. I don't know, man. I'm at a loss for words here. You take it away. Whenever you say, whenever you, we talk about like festivals, I just think of dumb and dumber when Jim Carrey's like, what's the soup du jour? It's the soup of the day. Mmm, that sounds good. <laughs> like that, that game just, this game just reminds me of that. Like, I don't understand, like, I do understand what the Flyers are doing. They're like, maybe Joel Farabee can play center. Let's find out. We're our, our season's over. You know what I mean? We'll give them some of our best wingers in, you know, ancient Van Riemsdyk and Cam, I look like I'm 12 Atkinson. You know what I mean? Like, maybe they create. Not tonight. <laughs> are they going to be good defensively? No. <laughs> And they're going to get a line in O'Reilly Perron sod that has found the fountain of youth. 
like Perron has been a scoring machine since O'Reilly found his offensive game. Now the problem is it's a 10 game slate and they're coming in projected at 16%. That's the issue. It's like, what do you want to do here? But they're going up against the line with no center and Senor Fiesta, our boy, Martin Jones in that. So like, <laughs> what do you do? Like, I, I honestly think like, because we don't have an ownership run with Thompson Tarasenko in, I think I'm hoping anyway that they eat some of this ownership and that you see the top two lines come down a little bit because I am very interested in playing that top line for the Blues tonight. You want to go to the second line? I think, you know, Kairu Buchnevich, Shen is fine. Like I, I talked about Braden Shen being meh last game and he had like a five-point game. So like at 4,800, <laughs> I guess you can include him. But my favorite matchup is, you know, the top line here. That third line, you know what? Like, We've talked about with the Blues, like they give, when fully healthy, all three of these lines are going to see similar minutes. Maybe they ease back Thomas Tarasenko on that top line, sees a little bit extra. So I'm in on that top line. On the on the flyer side, like if you want to get a little spicy, like, like I don't even know. Like Lindblom out, like we just don't know who's going to slot it. It could be Tippett, could be Hayden Hodgson. Like we just don't know. So like I'm probably out on stacking here maybe one offing van reemsdyke at 2700 on the top power play could be viable we'll just have to wait and see i think if you're going to play those flyers it would be like a a minutes reason right like i can't imagine the flyers are going to run out and give you know like zach McEwen or whatever like 17 minutes tonight like i gotta think that top six plays a fair amount so like they're not expensive tonight. Um, I'm, you know, I'm just looking over on DraftKings. Fairbeast 3,400. Like 3,400 if he plays 18 or 19 minutes tonight. Regardless of the matchup, I think it's fine. The question is whether, you, you know, you full stack the line or anything like that. Like, it just seems, like you said, it seems like Philly's really going to try some stuff out and see what they have in their players over the final 15 or 20 games or whatever. And that's not very good for DFS. And you know, there's a very good chance that Fairby line rolls right into the Ryan O'Reilly line, like you said, and that that's just absolute death. Uh, that's where offense goes to die. So, um, yeah, if you want a one-off like a Konechny or an Atkinson or something, or, or a Fairby or an Atkinson, sorry, I think that's fine. But I'm out on the Philly forwards. Sorry, Mike. Uh, on the St. Louis side, I don't know how much ownership that third line of Thomas Tarasenko and Barbashev is going to take. And the reason is that it's a double center line. Um, they have still have Ivan Barbashev listed as a center, at least over on DraftKings. So um, I don't know if people are going to run out to play a double center third line, um, even in a pretty good matchup like this. So I don't know if that ownership for the rest of the Blues lines changes all that much. Seeing is believing. And you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the Neural Quantum Processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung. More wow than ever. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on prize picks the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. 
easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code get100. That's code get100 at prizepicks.com/get100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Um, you know, maybe the second line comes down a little bit, but it's the top line that plays a lot of minutes. Um, you know, Ryan O'Reilly's been playing 20 plus of late. David Perron, 19 plus of late. Even Brandon Sides has been playing over 17 minutes a game over his last six or seven games. And like that guy never plays 17 minutes a game. He's like, like 14, 15 usually. So they're getting a lot of minutes, two out of the three on the top power play unit. Like I don't see how their ownership and they're cheap. I don't see how the ownership comes down that much. They are in a great spot. I really do like St. Louis one here tonight. The problem is the problem with the blues is that they have three lines that can score. So Honestly, I, I think I'd rather take the chance of like a Thomas Tarasenko two man or something like that. Get away from the 15% owned lines. Hope Thomas and Tarasenko come in somewhere around, you know, five to 10% uh, and go in that direction. Uh, on the So I guess it would be St. Louis one for sure. I like them. It's just ownership. That's the only problem. And it's one of those situations where the ownership is high enough where if they smash and you don't have them, you're probably toast. Um you know, if, if 15 to 20% of the field have them uh, and they smash and you don't, like you're, pro- you're probably done. So that's the issue with fading them here is that the ownership is high enough that it can end your night. Um, people are going to have to make that decision for themselves. I'm not going to X out St. Louis. Uh, I think I do have some lower owned lines that I, I like elsewhere. So yeah, St. Louis one, maybe some St. Louis three, if you're feeling a little bit spicy on the blue line, like, are we doing this Nick Letty thing? Um <laughs> 25 he's 2500 on power play one he's going to play over 20 minutes like um he's pretty cheap like he can full stack st louis one plus letty uh for like 17k and then that lets you do basically anything you want with the rest of your lineup i don't know man i know on the philly side uh i don't mind travis sandheim uh 3300 if you need to get in some blocks uh that he's even a little bit of a long shot that'd be it what do you think like i think Letty's playable. <laughs> a broken clock is right twice a day still. Like maybe he he falls into one. Like on the like if he wasn't getting power play minutes, I'd say no. But like being on the top power play here in this matchup, I I guess he's fine at min price. It's a bit surprised that Justin Falk didn't take over the top power play unit, or they gave like Pareko some power play minutes, but you know, not an HL coach, so I guess. Letty's fine, and I agree on Sanheim. Yeah, I, I think Falk has, like, that second power play unit has been uh, fairly good with them. Like, the Cairo, Thomas, Buchnevich with Falk on the second unit. I don't think they want to break that up. So, I like, I guess it makes sense. I will note, like, the Philly penalty kill isn't awful. Like, it's gotten better over the last month or so, and they don't take a lot of penalties. So, like, you know, you don't have to slam Nick Letty in here tonight. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way. Uh, I see a super chat from Chris Worstel, um, and it's a nice reminder that I forgot to mention him at the top of the show. He had a very good night last night as well. Uh, thank you for your $10 super chat, Chris. Uh, he's very generous. Um, says, thanks, guys. Grown-up work. We'll have to listen later. But Chicago 1s plus Jones, Vancouver 2, Fowler, and Anderson. Finished third in the 153 max. Made over 2K last night. Good luck tonight. So, 
uh, yeah, really nice job by Chris last night. And Cooper too, man, uh, we could have done it. Uh, we could have gotten there. Um, if only it had broken right elsewhere. Congrats, Chris. Uh, we have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo. Sign up for an account via the link below, deposit and play. That's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you play in your first paid contest, and we will reach out via email with your coupon. Make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. All right, Vancouver, two and a half implied goal total going into Minnesota. The Wild have a three and a half implied goal total. Vancouver played last night. Uh, they beat Colorado in Colorado. Um, Yaroslav Halak had a pretty good game, but that means Thatcher Demko starts tonight for Vancouver. He's ostensibly their better goalie, has been pretty good this year for most of the year anyway. Um, <laughs> hate to do this, but it seems like every time Minnesota wins on the slate, they're one of the better leverage spots, and they're one of the better leverage spots again here tonight, at least over on DraftKings. I think uh, part of it is an ownership thing. Um, they're still a pretty good leverage spot over on FanDuel as well. Uh, I don't know. Are we going back to our boys here tonight? I think so. All right. Like, back-to-back -back on the road, there is data that shows that teams give up more goals on the back-to-back -back on the road. They travel, too. They were in Colorado. They went to Minnesota. That's a different time zone. Time zone touting, sure. But, like, Colorado and Minnesota, as Jake's been doing every Tuesday, it's not a very, very short trip. It's a couple-hour flight. You know what I mean? Canucks are a bad team, and they got up and beat the Avs last night. This could be a pretty decent spot for a letdown. Um, oh, boy. Yeah. Our boy Bobby Boom said uh, Victor Arvidsson just got activated off the IR. So, oh, boy. Uh, we'll get to that game soon, Bobby. Turn down the, uh, the power in the Tesla. We'll get there. But, yeah, like, I don't know. It seems like they really played hard last night. They won the game. This could be like, oh, we, we – we beat the we beat the abs. Let's just chill out here. Now that's just all conjecture and probably all crap if we're being honest. But like the checking line of Joe Arksnack, Green Life, we know gonna, you know, clamp down on Miller, Garland, Pearson. That frees up Hartman Zucarell for second and third line matchups. Now that that Vancouver's second line seems pretty good. If they get some of that third line though, like you know, Richardson, Lamico, Heimware, it's not a very good line. Minnesota also fully correlated. Their offensive numbers have picked back up. Uh, they're coming in at 5-6%. I think that's fine. I'm in on Minnesota 1. You want to go to Minnesota 2? I guess that's all right. You know, they're going to see similar matchups. I just, you know, I don't know. I've kind of been off that train for a little bit. And they're kind of overpriced, in my opinion. So I'm, I would much rather just go to the top line. I wish Joe Eric's neck was on the power play because when he's at home, he plays, you know, more minutes. 18, 19 minutes, but no power play time. Losing the power play time to Golgoski looks awful on a resume, but it is what it is. So Minnesota one for me. Maybe some Vancouver two you can go back, but like, I don't know, it just feels a little chasey to stack a team back-to-back -back on the road on a 10-game slate. Yeah, um, I'm probably not going to be in on Vancouver here tonight. Um, 
the Minnesota penalty kill is fine. Like you said, it's a back-to-back for them on the road. Um, there are a lot, you know, it's a 10-game slate. There are 20 teams to pick from tonight. Um, there's not much ownership coming in on Vancouver. So if you want to get there, I think that's fine. But like Minnesota's really clamped down defensively over the last month. That was a problem for them. Like basically coming out of Christmas is they started to slide defensively a fair bit. Um, they've really clamped things down. We were talking about how the Jordan Stahl line for Carolina has been excellent defensively, giving up 19 scoring chances per 60 minutes. Minnesota third line, their checking line is giving up nine, not 19, nine scoring chances per 60 minutes uh, over their last hundred minutes together so far uh, in the month of March. So yeah, that completely takes uh, the JT Miller line out for me. And then you get to the Horvat, uh, Elias Pedersen duo. They've been generating a lot offensively, but they've also been giving up a lot defensively. And I think that Minnesota top line um, or the second line will get some, will get the run of the play over them. I do like Minnesota one uh, as you do here tonight. Um, the month of March has just been outstanding for them. 32 scoring chances generated per 60 minutes, only 17 against per 60 minutes, 65% of the scoring chance share. Uh, you give me Minnesota one at home against a back-to-back Vancouver team with good leverage, I'm going to be in on them. So I do like Minnesota one. If you want to drop down to Minnesota two, I don't really have a problem with that. Um, it's that the Vancouver penalty kill isn't very good. Um, that's kind of the issue here. Like they're bottom five by expected goals against uh, over the last six weeks. They're near the bottom 10 uh, in actual goals against. And the Minnesota top line is fully correlated on the top power play unit that does get the lion's share. So if you want to use Minnesota two as a little bit of a, a fillery type line, I think that's fine. But I like Minnesota one best uh, in this game uh, on the blue line. Oh, Tyler Myers. I think he's uh, in line for a block bonus here tonight on DraftKings 3,300. Don't mind him on the Vancouver side on the wild side. I think it's just correlating with Spurgeon. Maybe if you want to go to Jacob Middleton, he's not that expensive, but I kind of prefer Spurgeon. What do you think? Yeah, I honestly just think it's probably just going to be Spurgeon for me. Middleton at 3,600 is fine. I just, you know, I like to play him when he's 27, 2,800, not in the mid to high threes. Yeah, and it's not really a great shot blocking spot for him either where he is uh, a shot blocking guy. All right, let's get to our next game. Ottawa, two and a half implied goal total. They're going into Winnipeg. The Winnipeg Jets have a three and a half implied goal total. All right, Josh, flow chart season. We talk about it all the time. You play Winnipeg when they're in a tough matchup. You fade them when they're in an easy matchup. This is uh, a pretty good matchup for them, uh, especially when you consider that Thomas Shabbat will still be out of the lineup. Um, Ottawa has a very bad penalty kill. Uh, Winnipeg's not overly expensive. Uh, but the top line is coming in with a lot of ownership. What do you think? Yeah. So I was minding my own business this morning, getting ready for the show. Top stacks get updated. I'm like, doo, 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 doo. let me check. Number one in top two percentage, the flow chart boys. What? <laughs> now they're getting, you know, like 15% ownership. So it's, they kind of fall into that like St. Louis one boat where if you fade them and they go off, you are in trouble. Now, that being said, like, there are, I'm going to try to find some reasons to fade them. Kachuk Norris White, since Colin White has moved up there, has been very, that line has been very good. Now, that's where the, the good stuff ends. 
because after that, Chibas out. The penalty kill's bad. I mean, I guess Anton Forsberg has been pretty good. But their penalty kill isn't great. So, like, I think there is some merit to going to Winnipeg 1 here. Now, on FanDuel, Winnipeg 2 is the play because Kyle Connor, inexplicably, $3,600. He was 9700 on FanDuel the last game. He's $3,600 tonight. So, yeah. Winnipeg 2 is going to be very chalk on FanDuel. So, I think Winnipeg 1 on FanDuel is a nice pivot off the heavy chalk there. Winnipeg 2. Now, on DraftKings, I think Winnipeg 2 is a nice pivot off the chalk on Winnipeg 1 because they're coming in around 3-4%. Now, Kyle Connor is expensive, but price isn't really a massive issue tonight. There are plenty of filler lines. Evgeny Svechnikov is 2,500, you know. I think going back to Winnipeg 2 here um, is a good play. Like, they're going to get a better matchup than the top line. So I'd rather go to the lower ownership here and hope they do the the lion's share of the scoring. It just – it is what it is. Like, I like that top line. Don't get me wrong. If they were coming in with lower ownership, I'd be in on them. I just don't want to play that line at 15%, just like I probably won't play St. Louis 1 at 16%. I'm probably in on Winnipeg 2 here. If you want to play Winnipeg 1, that's fine. On the Senators side, I do like that top line, fully correlated. You know, um, Winnipeg's penalty kill has gotten better. It's middle of the pack at best, which is a big upgrade for them. But that top power play, or that top line is fully correlated. They're still fairly cheap, coming in at 2%. So I think, you know, I wouldn't prioritize them, but if they happen to fall into your MMA MME mix, I think that is perfectly fine. Yeah, I'm not going to go too much further on uh, Ottawa 1. I agree with you. Like White and Kachuk typically have played reasonably well together. I can't imagine Josh Norris would hurt. They're not expensive. They're coming in with uh, reasonable ownership. The Winnipeg penalty kill, like you said, not really anything special. And, you know, if you can throw, you can throw in Eric Branstrom. Uh, if you want uh, to get some additional power play exposure and make the entire stack cheaper per player. So I'm not going to X out Ottawa from my pool, but I'm not targeting them either. That's kind of where I am with them is, you know, if fantasy cruncher gives it to me, then I'll play them, but I'm not running out to play Ottawa uh, in this matchup. Uh, you know, the Winnipeg top line, like it has like Shifley and Ehlers typically do have uh, good play driving numbers. Um, is, you know, Blake Wheeler can throw a little wrench into things, but, um, a little wrench. <laughs> <laughs> as far as Winnipeg two goes, one thing I noticed is their numbers have kind of slid of late. Um, they're still generating a lot, but they're giving up a lot defensively as well. And that kind of worries me, you know, if Ottawa comes in ready for this game and really wants to play, maybe they can pin them down and, um, but I think they're fine to stack here. Like, I agree with you that if you want to get away from that super chalk uh, Winnipeg top line, just drop down to that second line, Connor Dubois and Svechnikov. You know, you don't have to play Svechnikov if you don't want to. I mean, you can even turn it into a power play stack. Like we said, the, the Edmonton, or Edmonton, the Ottawa penalty kill is not very good. Bottom six by expected goals against over their last six weeks. And they're, you know, in the bottom 10 for most time shorthanded. So, you know, giving up a lot of power plays to this Winnipeg team could be a problem. So if you want to get a bit different power play stack, I think that's fine. Uh, but Winnipeg, too, 
maybe some Ottawa one here in this game on the blue line, Eric Brandstrom. Um, he's probably going to play a ton of minutes again for Ottawa. He's still pretty cheap, but he, he is reliant on points. That's, I think that's kind of the thing here, points and shooting. Uh, Nick Holden, maybe uh, for some blocks uh, on the Ottawa side, Winnipeg, it's still just correlating with Morrissey or nothing else. What do you think? How is Hamannick playing at min price? He might, I, right? They, yeah, um, they has, he hasn't had a practice with the team yet. Um, so, you know, whether he plays without a practice or not, we'll see. Um, he could play tonight. Yeah, I mean, I, I still prefer the the pair of Holdens I'd have for some block shots. They're not much more expensive than Travis Hamannick on the third pair. I guess Morrissey's fine. Like, he gets the minutes. He's just not a great fantasy player for hockey. Or, you know what I'm saying. Neil Pionk at 3,500, I think, is fine as well. And, again, if you want to punt, Brendan Dillon. Um, yeah, uh, no problems there. All right, let's get to our next game. Uh, we have the San Jose Sharks uh, going into Edmonton. San Jose has a 2.4 implied goal total. Edmonton has a 3.7 implied goal total. Now, uh, both teams have changed up their lines. Um, the San Jose top line is as expected. Uh, Timo Meyer got dinged up in their last game, but he's going to play with Hurdle and Barabanov. But Couture is on the second line with Noah Gregor and Sasha Kemalevsky. Not sure how that's going to go. Uh, Edmonton has also welcomed back a lot of players to their lineup. Ryan McLeod uh, is got moved to the second line for Edmonton, playing with Leon Dreisaitl and Zach Hyman. And that's because uh, they traded for Derek Broussard and both Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Jesse Pugliarvi are back tonight. So the third line for Edmonton, Broussard, Nugent Hopkins, Pugliarvi. Honestly, I think that, you know, and they did uh, uh, run a power play practice and both Pugliarvi and Nugent Hopkins were on the top power play for Edmonton. I think the Oilers have three playable lines here. The problem is, is one line is Connor McDavid and the other line has Leon Dreisaitl. How do you play Edmonton without playing one of them? It's a really good spot, though. The Sharks are a very bad team. What do you think here? And there was like a billion-dollar yacht parked on Narrative Street for Evander Kane tonight, and then they just yeeted him off the top power play unit. It's still a really good spot for him. Like, he's going to – I don't know. What's, what do you think the betting line is on him getting a game misconduct at some point? <laughs> Pretty odd. It's got to be, like, close to even money. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. He's going to still see power play time with McDavid and Dreisaitl. They just, you know, they play the whole two minutes. I, I think what – like, Yamamoto's been so good with Connor McDavid, too. I think you just go full Edmonton one here, or you go like McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, Pooley or, you know, just full on power play stack. I think you just, you know, McDavid and or dry side on build around them. But I think, you know, going full Edmonton one here is going to get you on a unique path for Edmonton. Cause I think people are going to look to jam in power play spots. But like, yeah, Jacob Middleton was probably one of their better PKers, but their penalty kill is still pretty good. It is Capo Kakinen in that, though, and I just am not a believer in him. So, like, I am in on Edmonton 1, Edmonton power play. I think the power play spot's fine. On the shark side, Timo Meyer's playing. Uh, like, there was question marks about him. Like, he hurt his knee, but I guess he's fine. So, I think that top line is fine especially Meyer Hurdle. 
they are coming with a lot more ownership than I wanted them to have. So I'm probably out for that reason. But I think going like Meyer, Hurdle, Carlson is perfectly fine here. But that's really about it on the Sharks. Yeah. I, you know, one of our shows recently, we talked about how Tom, you know, Hurdle, Meyer, Hurdle, or Meyer Couture, like they hadn't, haven't really been good of late. And I looked up um, how the San Jose one line has played basically since February 1st. So since around the All-Star game. Not very good. 51% of the shot share, only 47% of the scoring chances. They're getting outscoring chances. And this line was a line that was just throttling teams through the first, you know, 30 games of the season or whatever. So, like, I'm pretty sure it's Mike Smith starting tonight for Edmonton. So I don't really have a problem using that San Jose top line. But like you said, we have them at 10% uh, on DraftKings here tonight. I, I think that's way too high for what's not a very good team. Uh, on the road on a 10 game slate and let's face it like Edmonton has been better defensively the problems have been in net so as long as you know Mike Smith isn't flopping around like a fish out of water I think you know though they should be fine here tonight so I'm out on San Jose as far as Edmonton is concerned I agree with you on the top line I am perfectly fine just stacking that top line here tonight um you know you're gonna get you know you're going to get broken lines, whether you're playing McDavid or Dreisaitl. If you're playing either of those guys, there's nothing you can do about it because that's the way they set up their power play, right? And, you know, Jacob Middleton does make a difference on the penalty kill, but it just brings them to about league average. Um, you know, he is very good, but, he, you know, without him, they're still about league average, which isn't awful. So I think I would just go ahead and just stack the even strength lines. I'm with you. Um, you know, whether it's Edmonton one, whether it's Edmonton two, like I said, I think Edmonton three is even in play here tonight as a, you know, as a two man filler or something like that. So um, it is Edmonton one that I do like the most in this game. Nothing for me from the San Jose side on the blue line. Oh man. I don't know. I don't want, I don't think I'm playing Tyson Berry at 4,600. You know, I'm not focusing on the power play matchup here. Darnell nurse down to, you know, sitting around 5,700. We've seen him in the six Ks at times. I think he's fine as a one-off here tonight on the San Jose side. I don't know. I like, I honestly don't know. I'm not playing Burns. I'm not playing Carlson. I don't know who else would even be worth playing. So nothing for me from San Jose. Yeah. Nothing really for me on San Jose outside of correlating with Sharks one. I think Duncan Keith at 2,700 is fine. You want to go to Cody CC at 2,900. That's fine. I think Brett Kulak is making his Edmonton debut at min price. I'd rather play CC and Keith. Um, I think if you can get to nurse, he would be the guy for me though. Mike, can we clip Josh saying I'd prefer CC and Keith, please? Because it's <laughs> a, at some point this season, I don't know if we've ever uh, recommended uh, Duncan Keith and Cody CC. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, coming into the season, you're like, that's going to be the worst pair in NHL history. They've actually been okay. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, Keith looks – he looks worse than his numbers are when you watch him play because he, he does also get – looks worse than he looks. <laughs> but, yeah, I, no, I agree. I'm just making fun. I agree no, with I you. At, at their prices, it's perfectly acceptable. It's just if – if I could show myself you saying that six months ago, I probably would have quit. <laughs> <laughs> It's just insane what Edmonton is doing. Um, here at Osmo, we have an Osmo Hall of Fame where we like to celebrate subscriber success. Uh, and if you want to get into the Osmo Hall of Fame, this is how you do it. You download 
the Osmo avatar from Osmo.com slash avatar. You tweet those wins into the Osmo Hoff account on Twitter. That's Osmo H-O-F. Uh, you make sure those uh, contests have at least 5,000 contestants. You do all that and you get a chance to win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Chad Mashkey, Lee 121-503, uh, playing in the Minimax over on NBA, taking down third place uh, for $300. Nice hit by him. And, of course, you see our Kelly Canuck. Um, I saw your joke yesterday about, about uh, him asking <laughs> you to fix the articles. I laughed at that. Uh, Kelly Canuck finishing first in college basketball over the weekend for a $1,000 hit. Uh, Nikki Brackets, Nick Lepre here at Osmo finishing third. Uh, in UFC last weekend for a nice $250 hit. Scott Boney uh, had a nice, real nice night in NBA. Uh, I, believe, I believe it was on Sunday, taking down $12,500 off $55 in entry fees. Lots of first place finishes and single entry and three maxes and things like that. So congrats to him. Uh, and Brendan from Buffalo, uh, four leg parlay for uh, a real nice hit for him over in college basketball. Lots of college basketball still to come. Uh, lots of sports, uh, great time of year for sports right now. So congrats to all the winners. Make sure you get in the Osmo awesome Hall of Fame uh, if you do hit a contest with at least 5,000 contestants. All right, Josh, let's get to this next game. Nashville, 2.9 implied gold total. They're going into Vegas. Vegas has a 3.1 implied gold total. This could this be a bit a festival. of a Yeah, this could be a bit of a nightmare because um, Vegas had – was supposed to trade of getting to Don off that trade got nixed uh, by the league. He's going to be back in the lineup tonight. Um, but we don't know where uh, Max Pacioretty was at morning skate today. And Pete, the Burr, uh, said he was a game time decision. The problem with all this is that despite it being a 10 game slate, there are only two late games. It's this one. And then Chicago and LA after it. So if you stack with Max Pacioretty and he's not playing, there really aren't a ton of options that you can go to. Um, you know, you could do like a, an, an Eichel uh, Pacioretty uh, Carlson stack or something like that, uh, hoping William Carlson plays up there, but we don't even know if William Carlson's going to be uh, on the top line either. And then, you know, Pacioretty's out, you can just swap down to Marsha. So, um, I think he can do Eichel, Pacioretty, Marcia. So, and if Pacioretty's not in, it's, you know, it's a pretty clean swap over to Los Angeles one. Like, I think there are ways around it. Just beware that if you're planning on Max Pacioretty playing tonight, he might not be. So a little bit, uh, a little bit of a festival here, Josh, what do you think? So William Carlson's on, on that line. We had them projected at 13%. Now, Pacioretty uncertainty, definitely going to lower them because we just don't know. So what I think I'm going to do if I'm going to play Vegas one, I'm putting in Eichel and Marcheseau, and then I'm doing one of two things. I'm putting Pacioretty in utility and playing like a min-price D in the later game like Troy Stetcher. Or I'm playing Eichel Marcheseau and putting like Alex Petrangelo in the utility. And if, you know, uh, Pacioretty's in, I swap Petrangelo to Marcia, or to Pacioretty. He's out. I, even, I either leave Petrangelo in or I, like, late swap to Victor Arvidsson or, you know, like, Andre Kopitar or something like that or uh, Debrinkat or something like that. So I think there is ways to, you know, make sure you're not going to mess yourself. Just make sure 
your latest, most expensive player is in the utility. So otherwise you're gonna handcuff yourself. Now, we just don't like, Pacioretty is obviously hurt, he was out. Is he 100%? No. Like that's obviously just a guess, but they've been absolutely getting run over recently. They've fallen out of a playoff spot. I think they're making Pacioretty suck it up. Like, dude, like we we need to make it here. We traded for Eichel. We have, you know, you know, I mean, like if Pacioretty's in, that second line could be Carlson, Dodonhoff, and Yanmark, which is super cheap. But like, okay, well, so let's assume Pacioretty's in. I, I do have interest in that top line. They're going to be fully correlated on the power play going up against a bad penalty kill on a team that takes a lot of penalties. So I'm probably in on Vegas one. I think regardless of Pacioretty's injury status, Evgeny Dodonov will probably still be on power play one, even though they, uh, you know, tried to put him up for adoption and those papers got canceled. So I think him at 2,600 is a nice one off on the Predators side. I'm in on Predators 1. They're getting no ownership. Their minutes are a bit of concern for their price, but, like, they've just been absolutely going nuts lately, scoring-wise, 5-on-5 five five and on the power play. So I think you can do that. It is Logan Thomas starting tonight, not Brossois. The problem, 9,200 Yossi, that honestly is the highest price for a defenseman I've ever seen. I've been playing DFS since the draft street days. This is the highest, the highest I've ever seen in defenseman. That, that's going to be a question, but we'll get to that. Matt, I like both top lines in this game. Um, yeah. If you decide to stack with Pacioretty, like it's going to be very low owned. And that was kind of my concern with Vegas uh, initially. You know, they're coming in at 14, 14% by our top stacks tool. And, you know, I don't, we don't like speculating on injuries here because it can really cloud. Um, how you view a player, but there has been a lot to like talk about Eichel's wrist and whether, um, you know, he's actually, um, whether his wrist is up to what he needs to be to be a top tier performer. Now he's taking a lot of shots, but just because you're taking a lot of shots doesn't mean you're the same shooter that you were, you know, two months ago or, or a month ago or whatever that is. So it's one that's kind of what's bothering me here is that we don't know that lineup and, you know, you could get kind of boned uh, on on the line on the line on what the lines are going to be. So, I think I would just build Eichel, Marcheseau, Pacioretty. I think that's just the way I would go about it, and then make sure obviously one of them is in the utility. Uh, and then, uh, you know, if you have to swap out Pacioretty for Petrangelo or Pat, you know, uh, Marcheseau for Theodore, or and put a defenseman in the utility or something like that. I think that's kind of the way I would approach this. I would just. I wouldn't even bother stacking with William Carlson. That just feels like asking for a lot of problems. Yep. Um, so if you're going to stack Vegas one, Eichel, Marsh, so Patrick is how I would do it. And then you just have to react to the news at 930 Eastern when warmups hit. Um, on the Nashville side, I'm not as gung-ho on Nashville one here. Um, the Vegas penalty kill, like it's fine. Um, the problem would be in net, like they've lost both their goalies, Robin Leonard's out and Laurent, Laurent Brassois, uh, he's also out, so they're down to Logan Thompson. So I guess like it would be fine in that sense. But um, as far as, you know, stacking an $18,500 line on the road here tonight, um, like I don't see why you wouldn't just go to like Florida one, uh, you know, a little, you know, obviously they're coming in with a little bit higher ownership or a lot higher ownership. 
um, but considerably better top stacks. And like, I think I'd almost rather play Yossi uh, than the Nashville top line. So that's it for me. Just Vegas one on the blue line. Probably just, uh, I don't mind some cheap Nashville guys here, like uh, Carrier, Ekholm. Uh, I think they're fine as, you know, block shot bonus and all that. Probably nothing for me from the Vegas side. What do you think? Yeah, I just, it's that interesting question, like, how do you build? So, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure on the Vegas side. Yossi's the question mark. Like, if you get him into your lineup, I think that's fine. I just wouldn't force him in. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, coming up after us, Locks Before Lock at 5 p.m. Eastern with Eric and Saboka, and then your NBA double dose of the deeper dive and Live Before Lock right after that. All right, Josh, let's get through this last game real quick. Chicago 2.6 implied gold total going into Los Angeles. Kings have a 3.4 implied gold total. Chicago played last night, so they're on our road back-to-back, -back, and it's also probably going to be Colin D'Elia starting. I'm not so sure D'Elia is worse than Lankinen, so like I'm not running out to play Los Angeles here just because of the goaltending, but I am running out to play Los Angeles because, as you said earlier, Victor Arvidsson going to be back. He's probably going to slot on that second line with Trevor Moore uh, and Philip Deneau. I imagine he goes back to the top power play unit uh, as well, takes the no spot there. So um, might we have LA Los Angeles too with a lot of ownership, but maybe that drops down now that Arvidsson's back because Arvidsson is quite a bit more expensive than Arthur Kaliev. What do you think? Yeah. And, you know, they've been setting out to know against top comp. So they're going to get the Strom Kane to bring cat line. That line is underwater now. Kane's metrics kind of skew that a little bit, but to know more and Arvidsson's numbers aren't skewed and they just are electric. Arvidsson's expensive. So I would imagine he's going to be pretty low tonight. Um, so yeah, I'm fine with Kings two here. I'm going to go to Kings one. Like there's a three game sample, very small sample on Kubalik, Taze and Taylor Radish unsurprisingly they're underwater in those three games so i think going to kings one also fine the chicago penalty kill not great so yeah kings one makes some sense i think kings two assuming ownership's okay would be my preferred destination on the kings uh on the blackhawks side maybe some uh hawks top line in mme but i'm not running out to play them yeah, I'm not running out to play the Hawks either. Um, all right, we got to get out of here, Josh. I'm going to ask you for your hat trick picks and your goalies. My hat trick pick for tonight is my client, Brock Nelson. And my goalies are Andre Vasilevsky, UC Saros, Alex Ndelkovic. I had Jake Ottinger, but he's not starting anymore. So I'll leave it with Philip Forsberg. Or not Philip Forsberg, Anton Forsberg. Who you got? For goalies, I have Vasilevsky, Freddie at 7,400. Want to punt? I think Forsberg at 6,800 is fine. If you want to pay up, Sorokin and my hat trick pick for Mike Claude Giroux. Aw, I like that. Claude Giroux, Brock Nelson. He's not allowed to speak on our show because he's a Flyers fan. Flyers fans not allowed to speak, but I'll throw him a uh, a bone with Claude Giroux. Josh, good guy, Josh over there being nice to Mike the producer. All right, Brock Nelson, Claude Giroux, your hat trick picks. We are out of here. We will be back with a show tomorrow. Uh, until then, for producer Mike, for Josh, a single entry assassin, I'm Michael Clifford saying good luck tonight, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.